Welcome to a Healing Peace Podcast. My name is Kimir Baker. I am an overcomer, writer, speaker, and God enthusiast. I am fueled by helping women achieve their emotional healing so that they can live the abundant life God has for them. In this podcast series, we provide faith-based inspiration to men from emotional hurt along with tools and tips for emotional wellness. In your journey, as you apply these tools and tips, you will begin to live the transformed life that you always desired. In fact, you will possess a new you. Welcome back, ladies. If you was with us on Tuesday, you will know that I had my friend Deanne with me and we were starting to talk about how to walk worthily. And we was talking so much, we got so excited that we ran out of time. So we're back. We're going to finish the conversation. Thank you for joining us again. Deanne, thank you for coming back. Oh, it's so fun. I'm excited about it. All right. Well, ladies, where we left off, we were talking about gaining awareness in our journey and how to walk worthily. And I want to kind of come back and probably touch on some points just so that we're all in the same place. So my question to Deanne is this, during our awareness journey, how can we apply the attributes of walking worthily? That's being humility gentleness, patience, compassion, love to ourselves. And I want to I focus on ourselves for a moment because as women, we neglect this so much. We're so consumed with, okay, I got to be this for other people. And we lose sight of, man, you know, these are qualities that we need for ourselves as we deal with ourselves. So Dan, can we start that conversation? Help us out with this one. Oh, that is a good one. And it is a challenging, a challenging one. I, I personally have my inner meanie, or I've had an inner meanie that would easily shake its finger in my face when I don't measure up to some random, arbitrarily decided expectation that I have of myself. And, and like we just were talking about in the, at the end of the other one is, Removing the judgment on myself has opened the door for me to have conversations with God and to hear his view and to read scripture and to see it differently. When that inner judgment is like a blanket, you know, that just goes head to toe, totally covers you, and it makes it hard to receive the the kindness of God or the love towards you because it's this blanket's like a shield protecting it off. And when you can remove the judgment, if you think of taking off that shield and letting it down, then you have more receptors to receive, to hear his goodness, his kindness, his tender heartedness towards you, his humility with you, his patience, his generous love your way. So uh, that removing judgment is a really big piece, I think, to being able to apply God's 
position towards you of humility and gentleness and patience and compassion towards yourself. Right. And as you said that, you used the word briefly in his word. And I want to highlight that statement because I think it's imperative as we attempt to move that judgment, like we need to replace it with something. (laughs) Yeah. And I think a lot of it comes from when we read scripture. I think a lot of people feel like it's a list of God's commands for them to do. Right. Very much so. Yeah. And that, that removes him from being, that, that puts him more as a drill sergeant or, um, and maybe an angry God, or maybe just a demanding God. Right. Instead of the one who wants to be under your very feet, holding you up, being your very source for all the things that are, that are in you and for you and to you all coming through him and for you. Right. And as you state that as well, because I'm thinking, well, this doesn't happen overnight. <laughs> so <laughs> how, how can we be mindful to ensure that we're continually on this path of maturing and growing in this area where we're continually removing this judgment, we're continually walking worthily, we're continually like em- embracing ourselves with compassion and love and gentleness. What are some of the things that we can do to stay on that path? Well, I think one of the first things is to find people and listen to people who have that in them already. Oh. So if you're, if you're judging yourself If your inner meanie runs your life, if you aren't aware of your worthiness, then ask God to bring some people or some books or some podcasts (laughs) into your your world so that you can hear the processes of other people. Because it's not about take these steps and you get this result. But it's about immersing yourself in a different way of thinking. Just like, you know, you can, in in high school, you probably had a foreign language. It was probably required. And unless you continued on with that, you probably remember a few words and that's it. When to learn a foreign language, the best way and the most efficient and quickest way is to immerse yourself in that environment and then what took two years to learn can be condensed into two months Hmm. because you're immersed in that environment. And I think that one way that we can enable ourselves to receive and have a new way of thinking is to listen and have input from people who are thinking the way that you want to think. Hmm. And as you state that, I, I find that to be very key because I get trapped with being the lone ranger. Like I, I get trapped with, okay, I, I know this is something I need to accomplish. So I'm gonna go and read books or I'm gonna go investigate on my own. And especially with social media and Google being so prevalent, like it's so easy just to go to technology to try to fill in that gap. But I, I think what you emphasized as well is the need to have that human connection that you can read, which is great, 
but you do need, or it blossoms more when you have that human connection to kind of reinforce the things that you're reading. Yes, connection is key. Yeah. And part of the connection is to, to have safe people. Yeah. And a safe person is someone who can listen, mm -hmm. who will not judge you, mm -hmm. who can support, who will pray with you, who will not be condemning, mm -hmm. and who will not give you expectations and standards to measure up to, because that would be defeating. Right. So it's the connection with the kinds of people who can support you in unraveling patterns and habits and thought processes to adopt new ones. And ideally to have a mentor, a coach, a counselor, someone who is trained to be able to hear your thoughts, hear your processes and open some doors to some new options that maybe you didn't know before. But the connection is key. And, you know, that's part of the beauty that God has designed is the one body and being in one spirit. Mm -hmm. That connection that we experience is part of receiving from him. Sure. And the way that he speaks to us. And what he's designed for us to be able to grow together. Sure. And as you say that, I, I would like to emphasize, even from my own life, that I can go like a week just being a hot mess crazy. Because my emotions, <laughs> they're, they're, they're intense. They're like, oh, I'm going to take you down. But when I'm starting to, when I start to engage more and have conversations with people, and then I hear their stories, and I hear how they are working through things, it does give me a sigh of relief. I'm able to like exhale a little bit because A, I need to know that I'm not the only one. So that helps. Mm -hmm. And then B, my way of thinking is usually unhealthy. <laughs> so, so I do need uh, someone to bounce that off with who has a healthier perspective and who can encourage me to get to that healthy perspective. Right, right. That's the thing, because your way of thinking is the only way that you know of thinking. Right. How could you possibly think a different way unless you're exposed and immersed and surrounded by it? Very true. So I, I thank you for highlighting that again. I, I think it's, it's one of those things, again, because we're so technology driven, that it's so easy for us to lose sight of that. And we end up becoming more buried in that perfectionist syndrome, more buried in that I'm unworthy because we're not hearing different voices that enforces who we truly are in Christ. So I, I appreciate that feedback. Yeah, it's fun to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've talked about a lot in terms of how we can be this for ourselves and gaining that awareness so that we can be healthy. And so now I would like to transition us back to how we're able to be this with other people and in the process, maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Mm -hmm. And I say this too, because as I'm saying this out loud, the first thought is, well, you know, 
the Bible teaches how to be with believers, but I believe that these principles and the things that we're talking about not only helps us with believers, but it helps us just in our everyday lives because we're not surrounded by believers all the time, but we're still called to exude these qualities. Mm -hmm. And within that, I want us to talk about, because a while ago, as Deanne had talked about before, I had a stuck moment and she helped me out. But uh, we were also just generally talking, and I don't think she knew that I was writing down what she was saying and that it would come back to her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been trapped. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one of the things that we talked about, and I was just so blown away by, was that we were talking about just having different experiences, different circumstances of frustration, and in those moments, not giving our power away. Mm. And, and so I want Deanne, because I, I don't want to speak for her and not come out as good as it was then, to kind of explain and expound upon that journey that you were going through and what you learned about not giving your power away in different circumstances. Yes, yes. So that's a part of a journey that I've been on is the powerful as opposed to powerless. And one of the things that I've learned in that is that boundaries play a huge, huge part. And I didn't have the the the, the right boundaries. I didn't have the right boundaries. I so this situation was I would have to go to this city courthouse to apply for permits for my husband's construction work, or I would have to go to the city courthouse and register a vehicle. And it was a huge thing to me. And I would have quite a bit of anxiety and I would spend a lot of time making sure I had all the right forms and everyone signed and extra forms and copies of them. And so by the time I got there, I was in knots inside. And I realized, I mean, the Lord showed me that it, what I was doing was giving my power away that these other people, like the lady behind the desk at the motor vehicle department, had power over me as to whether or not I could have my car or I could keep my car or I could drive my car. And I, it was blown way out of proportion, obviously, but God used that blown out of proportion example to show me what was happening inside mm -hmm. and that I was giving them the power over my life. They just had the power to sign some forms. You know, they just had, she was just a lady, just like you, who was going to put a stamp on a form. That's all it was. But even now I feel the tension inside of me talking about it. And so when I realized I was giving this power away. It spoke to me about other areas of my life where I give the power away and that makes me feel powerless. Mm -hmm. And to have a proper boundary, as in this is mine and that's yours. This is my feelings, that's your feelings. I am not responsible for your feelings or these are my actions, those were your actions. I am responsible for my actions. I am not responsible for your actions. And even when I think, oh, I've done something terrible, and so of course 
Susie's mad at me because look at the terrible thing I did. She has every right to be mad at me. Okay, maybe I have done something terrible. That is my action and I can own my action, but Susie's reaction, Susie's feelings, Susie's actions after I've done something are Susie's to deal with. So keeping this boundary allows me to have the, the options, the possibilities, the power to make the choices for myself. Because now Susie's actions, her feelings, don't have power over me. Those are hers. And I can choose for me. And by the grace of God, I can choose for me in ideally every situation, but in increasingly more and more situations as I practice. These are my boundaries. This is mine to deal with. And that out there is not mine. And um, as you say this, so much was popping off in my head because I think a lot. But uh, I'm going to narrow it down to two. And the first thing that I thought about is that what you shared is not only essential in terms of how we interact with frustrating circumstances when things are not necessarily working our way, but I also believe that it's essential when we're dealing with hurt, emotional hurt, and hurt in relationships. Mm -hmm. and, you know, so many times that hurt lingers because um, we're focused on how the other person is responding. So we fuel that even more or their lack of response, as well as we're so consumed with that engagement that we're now allowing that engagement to have power over me being able to have resolution and move forward in my healing journey. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then the other thing that came up is not only working through that when people are hurting us, but to add to that layer of forgiveness. And that's been my journey this week is God reiterating like what true forgiveness is. And when I'm not in that forgiving mode, I'm allowing that person or that circumstance to have power over me. But more importantly, it allows me to relive the drama over and over and over again. So I stay stuck. If that is an astute observation. Yes, exactly. What an application. Yes. Yeah. And so in here, I thought, oh, this would be great in terms of how we deal with people. So we're not popping off. <laughs> okay, so when we go to the DMV, we're not popping off. <laughs> when we're at work, we're not popping off. You know, the, the, the mailman syndrome, oh, they run hide. But it, it has implication on so many dimensions of our lives and how we interact with people and, and even ourselves. Yes. Yeah. And so within that, just to bring us all back to, because we were talking about walking worthily. So how, because walking worthily, we got humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another in love. So putting this all together, how does not giving your power away, power away, tempester, power away, allows us to exhibit us walking worthily and using and having these attributes. I have a formula. Oh, <laughs> okay. 
the first step is to receive those very attributes from God's heart to you. Mm. The first is to receive them. The second step is then apply them to yourself. And then the third step is then you have it in you to give away authentically and real because you received it and you held it and applied it to yourself. Now you have that to give away. Okay. Can you repeat it? I'm all about repeat sometimes. (laughs) Especially a formula, right? Yes. First, the first thing is to receive the compassion, the gentleness, the humility, the patience, the love from God for us, his worth for us. The first step is to receive it and then to believe it, to apply it to ourselves, to like wash ourselves with those attributes of him. And as they get deep into us, we have that resource to give away. It's from him, it's in us, and then we have it to give away in all of our interactions, whether it's the DMV lady or it's your spouse or your child, you have more of a container because you've been receiving it to be able to give it away. All right. That's awesome. And well, I I see that we're coming to an end. Like I've enjoyed these conversations. And yeah. Um, Is there any concluding thoughts that you want to leave with this? I really think that beautiful formula, which is not really one you can follow, is a good one to leave. But I would like to say that, Kamir, you're an awesome host. Those were excellent questions, and I've loved this conversation. And I'm pretty sure everybody that you interview has this excellent experience like I've just had with you. So thank you for inviting me, and I hope that what we've talked about will will hit with some of your listeners and will enable them to receive from God where they couldn't receive before. Well, thank you for sharing that. And listeners, Deanne just did a great example of being around supportive, positive people, (laughs) not realizing that she was who she was talking about. And this is why I enjoy our conversation so much because you have such an incredible way of lifting my spirits and helping me stay on the path that God has for me. So I, I thank you for that. And thank you for what you shared. And ladies, please, 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 please go to our website, healingpeace.com to learn more about Deanne. And she also is providing an article for us that details how to have a heart of compassion and how to stay focused so that what we shared about today, you can continue to work through throughout your time, your lifetime, because this is something that is a continual growth process. So thank you again, Deanne, for joining us. Thank you guys for listening, and I will see you back next week.